Welcome to the quick and dirty tips to slim down and shape up. My name is Brock Armstrong and I'm the Get Fit Guy. And today we're going to take a closer look at body fat. Where does it come from? What is it used for? Why do we need it? What are the best ways to burn it off? And where the heck does it go? Body fat, or the more technical term adipocytes, adipo meaning fat and site meaning cell, is found in many places around the human body, but it's mostly found underneath the skin, and that's what we call subcutaneous fat. But there's also some on the top of your kidneys, inside your liver, and a small amount inside your muscle tissue, and we call that visceral fat. An adult male often carries his body fat in his chest, his abdomen, and buttocks, while an adult woman tends to carry her fat in her breasts, hips, waist, and buttocks. Other than being considered unattractive and unwanted by the majority of our society, today's society anyway, the main role of body fat is as a type of energy storage facility. Up until the mid-90s, it was thought of as strictly a passive place to store energy for the hard times, those times when our ancestors' hunt didn't go well or the weather was bad and, well, there wasn't enough food available. This idea actually turned out to be incorrect. It does have other uses, but it is also exceedingly good at storing energy. A single pound of fat contains roughly 3,500 calories of stored energy. Now, assuming you could burn 100% of your body fat as fuel, this is enough energy for a 150-pound person to trudge about 35 miles. And that's just one pound of fat. And most of us, well, let's be honest, we have a lot more than that to spare. So, how does the body use fat and what else is it for? Well, let's take a look. Now, even though it just sits there on top of our sinuses, our brain uses about 20% of the calories that we use every single day, despite the fact that it only makes up about 2% of the body's total weight. Now, I know what just crossed your mind, but sadly, making yourself think harder or solving a really complicated math problem, well, it does indeed increase the glucose uptake to the brain, but not for very long, which makes it a poor weight loss strategy and also explains why the math elites aren't the fittest folks on the school ground. Interestingly, the average adult brain consumes about 12 watts of energy in a single day. That's about one-fifth of the power of a standard light bulb, or the same amount of wattage that your iPad uses. So it turns out that we have more in common with our devices than we thought. Now your organs, like your heart, lungs, and liver, make up about 5% of your body's weight, but together they consume about 50% of your daily calories. Now, we know how to give our lungs and our heart a good workout, but you know what? If you can devise a way to exercise your liver, well, let me know. That's a million-dollar exercise craze right there. Now, we've all heard that muscle burns more calories than fat, and yes, that is true. But sadly, it's not quite as exciting or impactful as you may think, according to a paper called Dissection of the Energy Needs of the Body. Your fat tissue burns two calories for every pound of your total body weight, and your skeletal muscle burns six calories per pound. Now, three times as much isn't anything to sneeze at, but relying on your biceps to burn off that extra piece of pie is indeed a better weight loss strategy than using a Sudoku puzzle, but not by much. But there is some good news. We have more than one kind of fat in our bodies. 
We have white fat and brown fat. The primary type of fat cell in our body is called white adipose tissue, or WAT, named that because it's milky yellow. The other type of fat is called brown adipose tissue, or BAT, which is actually reddish-orange and turns out to be a lot more interesting than the white stuff. So what the heck is brown fat? Well, brown fat, which is generally located in the neck, shoulders, and collarbones, doesn't act the same way as white fat does. We're born with a bunch of it, and we tend to keep it while we're children, but we lose more and more as we age. And interestingly, studies have found that thin people are more likely to have brown fat than people who are overweight or obese. But the researchers don't really know why that is yet. What is known is that 50 grams of this metabolically active brown fat can actually burn 300 to 500 calories per day. That's roughly the equivalent of jogging for 30 minutes or swimming for 45 minutes. Now, brown fat gets its color from its iron-rich mitochondria, and scientists believe that it behaves much more like a muscle than it does like fat. Brown fat actually burns white fat for energy. So while brown fat stores energy and is associated with weight gain, brown fat is thermogenic, meaning it increases the heat in the body and burns white fat's energy for heat. In a cold environment, which activates the brown fat, an average person with a healthy BMI could burn up to 250 calories per day because of this brown fat. And the bigger the brown fat stores, the bigger the white fat thermogenesis. Now, how much fat do we actually need in our body? Well, it's important to remember that your ideal body fat percentage will be very different from that of your friends. How much body fat we have depends greatly on things that are beyond our control, like age, bone mass, gender, and genes all play large roles in how much or how little body fat we carry. And while carrying too much body fat is often associated with health issues like type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and even some types of cancer, well, carrying too little body fat can also be an issue. The human body actually needs to have a certain percentage of fat for it to be able to function properly. For women, 14% body fat seems to be the low end of healthy, and for men, that number can be as low as 8% based on several epidemiological studies of the general population. Body fat percentages for optimal fitness and for athletes, well, that tends to be lower than for optimal health values because, well, excess fat may hinder physical performance and activity. When body fat drops lower than 14% for women and 8% for men, health risks increase, including everything from reproductive dysfunction, such as amenorrhea in women, chronic dehydration, sarcopenia, which is the loss of muscle tissue, osteoporosis, which is the loss of bone density, and potentially even organ and nerve damage. Essential body fat is often referred to as the amount of fat considered necessary to keep your body functioning efficiently. It's stored in small amounts in your organs, your muscles, your bone marrow, and your central nervous system. Along with your essential body fat, your body also needs storage fat. This is the adipose tissue that accumulates, well, where we want it the least. 
Fat cells store lipids for future energy needs, but it also is considered an endocrine organ, according to the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism. That means your fat cells are biologically active. And besides the adipocytes, adipose tissue contains connective tissue matrix, nerve tissue, stromovascular cells, and immune cells. Adipose tissue not only responds to different signals from traditional hormone systems and the central nervous system, but it also expresses and secretes factors with important endocrine functions. And these factors include leptin, which controls appetite, other cytokines, adiponectin, which regulates glucose and breaks down fat, complement components, plasmonogen activator inhibitor, proteins of the renin-angiotensin system, and resistin. Now, I know that list was a little confusing, so you can go to getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com and look for this episode, episode 361, and you can find that list and do some Googling. But right now, we're going to talk about what is the best way to burn all that fat. Doing what is commonly known as cardio or aerobic exercise, like walking, biking, and jogging, while really good for you because it reduces heart disease risk, is not actually the best choice if your focus is to burn body fat. I'm sure we've all heard of the fat burning zone, but it is confusingly named and also poorly understood. And you can find out why by checking out the Get Fit Guy episode about the fat burning zone. Now you may think that weight, strength, or resistance training is simply a way to build muscle mass, but weight-bearing exercises have also been found to burn abdominal fat more effectively than cardio exercise. In just two 15-20 to 20 minute heavy lifting sessions per week, you can have positive effects on your resting metabolic rate, your blood pressure, and insulin sensitivity, which all adds up to being way better at keeping that body fat weight off. My advice would be to combine the two and get the best of both worlds, and also throw in this little morning routine. I know it's been mentioned in a previous Get Fit Guy post, but this threefold combination can really speed things up. Now, the first step is consuming 100 to 150 milligrams of caffeine from green tea or black coffee on an empty stomach. And the second step is a 30-minute morning aerobic, fasted, conversational type of workout with that caffeine in your system. And the reason for that is caffeine mobilizes the fatty acids from your adipose tissue. And the third step is follow that workout with a hot, cold contrast shower by alternating between 10 seconds of warm water and 20 seconds of cold water. And I do mean as cold as your tap will go. You do that 10 times through, and this helps activate that brown fat thermogenesis that we were talking about. So now that we're burning fat like crazy, where does that fat go? Now, when you go on vacation or you take a break from working out, well, you probably worry that your muscle will turn into fat. Well, good news is that's not possible. But sadly, on the other hand, fat also can't turn into muscle. The truth is that fat and muscle are different types of body tissue. Fat is adipose tissue and muscle is protein, and one can't change into the other. When you slack off on your workouts and let your diet fall apart, it may look like your muscle is turning into fat, but that is only because fat is less dense than muscle, and a gram of fat takes up more space inside the body than a gram of muscle does. 
So where does the fat go when we lose it? Well, researchers studying this biochemical process followed fat molecules through the body to hone in on where fat goes when you lose it. And surprisingly, we exhale the majority of it. Okay, if you were to lose 22 pounds, which is 10 kilograms of body fat, 20 pounds or 9.4 kilograms would be released as carbon dioxide or CO2 when you breathe. The remainder would become water that is excreted in our urine, our sweat, and our tears. Hopefully not too much of those. So all that hot yoga, it turns out, is not actually burning as much body fat as we hoped. You're better off breathing heavily than sweating heavily. And I don't advocate doing that in a small room full of people in tight pants. Alright, I hope you enjoyed this body fat adventure and have a newly found respect for how your body makes, uses, stores, and <laughs> exhales your adipose tissue. It is easy to write off body fat as evil, or at least unwanted, but it does play some interesting roles in our life, and who knows, it could actually keep you alive in an emergency situation one day, or perhaps even power your iPad. For more fat talk and tips and to join in the adipose tissue conversation, head over to facebook.com slash getfitguy or twitter.com slash getfitguy or getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com and look for episode 361. I'm Brock Armstrong, the Get Fit Guy, asking you, what are you waiting for? Go get fit. <laughs>